Stieber a 16-oson belül, lövés, gól! Gól! Eldönt a Hi guys and welcome to another edition of the Hungarian Football Podcast and this week we've actually got football to talk about which is uh, make a bit of a change from all the interviews that you've had lately to listen to. Um, joining us this week as always is Chris Barrett, he's the co-editor of HungarianFootball.com. Hi Chris. Hello, how are you? I'm well thank you, how are you? Um, splendid. It's beautiful out here in North Carolina and just happy to be back talking about football again. Excellent. And we're glad to have you back here as well. And uh, in the blue corner, we have Tom Mortimer. And uh, Tom is the founder of Hungarian Football and uh, a font of all knowledge as well. So you're in for a good show today. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Yeah, lovely, Tom. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Not blue, though. Don't... Don't like anything that's blue. Well, we won't put you in that blue corner then, my friend. We'll put yes. you in a black and red striped one, which leads <laughs> lovely onto the Hungarian Cup final before we get to the uh, the first division. Um, the dream was over for Mezikovest. They did brilliantly, got all the way to the final. But unfortunately, the mighty Honved stood in their way. Um First thing to talk about, the crowd. So it was semi-final played in that stadium where there were no fans. And uh, a week later, we had 10,000 people in there. They only sold 10,000 tickets in a 68,000-seat capacity stadium. But, wow, what an atmosphere that was, Tom. Yeah, it was class. Um, and it was so good that it actually made BBC Sport, The Guardian, the next day. Um kind of because it was good and also because of the terrible social distancing um, that the fans were doing. They were actually supposed to social distance. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> That's not Corona, by the way. <coughs> I hope it isn't anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but it was amazing. And um, it really did feel like a cup final as well. Like uh, I felt a lot of Hungarian cup finals down the years have, um, have felt very flat because they've been played at the group armor um but that was that was amazing and it, it like the whole atmosphere was awesome it was kind of a festival um the build up it just felt proper it felt big and and, it, and i guess it was um especially for the two teams involved and it was um as the guardian actually wrote it they said it was the biggest football match back uh biggest football match since um the virus so and that was anywhere in the world. And they called it Big Match. So you've got to listen to The Guardian on this one. No fake news here. <laughs> um, it was weird. The MLS said were quite keen to put pictures out um, across their social media and in newspapers, etc. Some perfectly looking um, social distancing pictures of the stands. It all looked like, wow, these guys are really good. And then... Behind the goals where all the ultras were, it, um, it was organized chaos, Chris. Yeah, I was really surprised to see that um, and just, just to see the, the grouping because we had seen social distancing in matches before the cup final. And then I think when we all turned it on to watch it, 
we were all thinking, what's happening here? <laughs> um, there, it was just a lot. And I think both teams got uh, fined as well, didn't they? A million forints. Yeah. A lot of money. A lot of money. And I think there was more to do with the, the, the players, obviously, celebrating with the fans and, and, and things like that. So, it's, yeah. yeah. A, a lot of naughtiness happening all at once with, uh, uh, with the expectation that they were going to behave and they just didn't. Behaving in Hungary, come on. Mm -hmm. um, on the pitch, Tom, turned out to be a really, really good game. I, I, I didn't expect it to um, to live up to much, to be honest, but it, it really, really was. Yeah, I mean, maybe the atmosphere just um, added to the spectacle on the pitch as well, because, um, I mean, you see the way that Canberra celebrated his two goals. Um, it was with, like, real passion. Um and I guess that's kind of how, how the players played as well, um, both teams. I was a little bit disappointed in Mezakovic. Um, I mean, especially before the, the uh, virus came about, they were playing some really good football. And, and I didn't think they really got into their groove. They might have just... I mean, it's an inexperienced team um, who wouldn't have... I don't think any of their players would have played in, in a match as big as this in their career. Um, and maybe they just wilted under the lights a little bit. They weren't especially bad. I think they were maybe, maybe the better team. I just I, I expected them to to be better. Um, and Honved, um don't particularly think were great either themselves. Um, uh, but two set pieces, Canberra popping up twice. Um, sometimes you got to have that look in a in a cup final. And and I think. <clears throat> I think they did really well to see out the game as well. Um, once they went 2-1 up, Mezakovic didn't really have many chances after that. Um, and I think that's just their experience. Um, Campbell, obviously, spoken about is a stalwart at the back. They've got Lovrich, who's uh, mid-30s. So having someone like Lanza Farmer up top helps you. Um, you've also got someone like Hiddy, who's, who's played abroad and stuff. They've, there's a lot more experience in that team. Um, a lot of title winners as well when, when Honved did win the league. So, and I think that all kind of helped. I felt a bit sorry for Mezokovic and obviously since that cup final, they've been in, in all sorts of trouble as well. I mean, I don't think they've won a game um, since coming back. So um, yeah, I, I felt sorry for them. Um, but yeah, like you say, it was, it was a good game. It definitely suited Honved to, uh, to be the underdogs. Um, Unusually so as well, especially you know in in by name only. Mezikovets shouldn't have uh, you know have been favourites, but obviously they deserve to be this season as well. But it's the guys from Kishpest that that get the trophy at the end of the day and uh, and a place in Europe whenever that might start next season. And Chris, um, Tom touched on Mezikovets' form since the cup final. Um, they're still in third place, remarkably. But ever since that um, final, they've been woeful. Yeah, really. I mean, they, they, um, they're not scoring uh, and they're not playing uh, the kind of defense that we expected them, uh, expected of them um, since before the break or the coronavirus shutdown or whatever. Um, and uh, it, it's it, it's a it's a really a surprising difference. I really thought that maybe they were holding it for the final because they figured the final would be um, their ticket to Europe, and then they could relax. And if they got top three, great. But 
um, you know, after Pekar's goal, which I thought was an amazing free kick, by the way, that was that was really uh, my favorite part of the match was just seeing them respond so quickly. And I thought, okay, here we go. They're um, they're going to ramp it up and they're going to take this game by the scruff of the neck. But it just it didn't happen, did it? And then um, and then since then, yeah, it's just been a draw, a loss. Um, you know, it's it's just one thing after another. I, I just don't see how they're going to turn this around. Uh, it's the same team, but um, but for whatever reason, and they're still in third place. But um, it's uh, I think it's just going to be it's it's not going to be as easy of a canter as they might have thought of uh, getting into Europe with the third spot. No, and the teams that they have um, been struggling against are the ones at, at the bottom of the table. Um, Tom, we're seeing a real resurgence from those guys down at the bottom. Um, when we last spoke about MB, MB1, the, the teams that were in that relegation fight are pulling themselves well and truly out of it now. Yeah, um, and I think the reason why Mezakovic is still in third place is because the teams at the bottom just keep beating the, the, um, the teams that are competing for that last European place. Um, you see Pushkash have not been great since coming back. They've only won one. And that was against Kaposhvar. The Ozdor only won one, lost to Kaposhvar today. Um, yeah, I mean, the teams that, the teams competing for that third place you expect to be uh, firing on all cylinders on. And the teams at the bottom, well, like, they're... They're the form teams almost. Like Kishvard have lost a couple of games and now they've been dragged back into it. ZTE, as we as I, we all predicted on this pod, have, have been really good. Um, amazingly, the top two goal scorers in the league are both playing for ZTE, which is mm. kind of mad. Um, in Rodo and Bobal. And Bobal obviously has been um, just class um, since coming back, which is really awesome to see, I think speak for everyone saying that um even all your pests um i i tipped them to go down um and they've come right back at it um couple of wins since getting rid of vinovich um they kind of look like a, a team reborn really um and and even potch to be fair they've not even lost a game since the since the um the turn um since coming back and convies is on fire um they, they had they've had two incredible comebacks in the last two games against um Ferenc Varos and and against ZTE um yesterday when they were 3-1 down with about 10 minutes to go um and when they were in, in that incredible game against Ferenc Varos and they were 2-0 down going into 90 minutes and in four added minutes they got two goals back um, amazing that, their spirit has been incredible and then on the other side the one team who haven't been doing anything down there is their Bretson. Um but they I, they looked better yesterday um against Pushkash. Um they were playing with a lot more spirit than than we'd seen recently. Um and I I think that is would be down to Kondash. And you never know like you never know what's going to happen with with their Bretson now. I think Kondash is such a good manager that I I wouldn't rule them out. I would have ruled them out if they'd not brought him in, but I think that's I think that's an amazing appointment. Um, I imagine he's got nothing else to do. So yeah, I'll I'll take this on, be a hero if um, if I can keep them up. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting the next four games. It's tight. It's definitely tight at the bottom there, and it's 
it's you know probably a better watch than than the top end of the table. Um, Chris, we'll, we'll start at the top of the table. Obviously, still there, Berenstvaros. They're closing in on their um, on their title. They're likely to win it against Wipest, I would say, in, in in the derby game coming shortly. Um, but they haven't looked anywhere near convincing lately. They've been scraping the results, haven't they? Despite dominating. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I was just talking to somebody earlier about this, how um, when, when they get to the point where they're just about to seize the title, they, they seem to kind of take their foot off the pedal. And um, watching that game against Poch midweek was, um, uh, it was a shock. I mean, they, they had control of the game. They had scored the second goal by, what, with nine minutes remaining and then two injury time goals is just a lapse of concentration um they're confident they're talented there's there's nothing wrong with the team but um you know and then and then this week's game the, the same thing i mean you you've got um uh you're playing against a second you're playing against kishvarda's second team and you have to win it with a uh pretty much a uh an own goal i i mean it was it was it was it was a good move to the to the goal but i mean that that, that shot should have been saved where where are they in their heads they're they're just they're not quite there yet and i think that um <laughs> uh with this whole uh congestion of fixtures they're taking advantage of every team really just not playing very well there's not been a whole lot of consistency um and so everything is kind of where where it is um there's not been a whole lot of changes and i'm, I'm guessing they're just gonna they're just gonna ease into it uh, at some point, and they don't really do, need to do a whole lot. I don't think that that's Sergei Rebrov's plan. I think that he would rather them win every game out, and his lightning bolts and uh, and lasers coming out of his eyes prove that every time we see him. Um, but uh, as a squad, I feel like there, there's there's really not a whole lot out there. I do think that the um, uh, that the derby coming up next weekend will be will be big. Um, you know, but but going by what we saw last time um, against Wipesh, you still had NV in there as the manager. Um, you know, it's it, that could be close as well. Um, but I'm guessing there's going to be a lot more fans and a lot bigger atmosphere, and um, that should be quite a show. And you're right; I think that if they win that game, that it's over. Probably are definitely heavily limiting the tickets, um, as as opposed to. A lot of the other clubs, um, you know, the attendances look a lot bigger than they would normally be um, with obviously people missing their football fix. But um, just to go back to like, uh, not this weekend's match day, but the weekend before, the crowds haven't been great, Tom. We've had uh, 800 at Kishvada. Um, Wipesh versus Debrecen, two and a half thousand is incredible. For those guys, um, 600 odd for Honvade, um, Diostrior, 2,800, Pushkas Academy versus Kapushvar drew 150 people, um, <laughs> Pop versus Fadi, just 700. So, other than Wipesh and Diostrior, with, with those sort of big crowds, it's kind of got back to the level of where we were before. And possibly even a little bit better for them. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I guess there's no massive shocks there. Um, like we, I mean, Dios and Oyapesta usually quite do have quite good crowds, and we've seen the Bretson usually travel quite well. Um, I, I, it's 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 been kind of weird, like you say. It's it's strange that Ferenc Varos have have put that banner across the whole of their ultra section. Um, I don't really, I don't actually know what the reason is for that because if if you look at every other um, big club in the in the league, even even Kaposvar today, um, they had their ultra group right behind the goal ZTE. Uh, I saw that yesterday as well. Um, their Bretson, but Ferenc Faros have I don't know. It looks like they're doing things properly, whereas they they look like they're they're the only team that is doing it properly. Which is really weird. I don't. I don't. I don't understand why. Um, Possibly because, good on them. You know, it, they're, they're the most famous club in Hungary. There's, you know, somewhat of a spotlight on on how we are doing things. Obviously, with our league being, I think the, th- the first in Europe to to allow fans back. So, obviously, with that ed- added interest, having the big club been seen to be doing things right. I guess is you know one of the MLS's plans, if you like. You'd think so, yeah. But then why didn't they enforce it more stringently in the um, in the cup final? I, that was, I guess, the showpiece game. And yeah, they, they kind I, of let, took their eye off the ball a little bit there, maybe. Absolutely, I, I think they're probably going along those lines of like the sheer numbers, like six sixty-eight, that ten thousand people in a sixty-eight thousand seat stadium. You know, you could yeah. pretty. Much have a section to yourself but obviously it didn't work out that way but sort of numbers wise if you if you hadn't watched the game and and read a report and, and looked at the numbers that you'd, you'd probably presume that there was some kind of social distancing going on yeah mate i mean it, it might be i I'd, I'd be interested to see like what the ultras of finance for us think like are they are they pissed off that everyone else has got like it's allowed to go to games and they're not like, I wonder how they're taking it or is it always that even they're a bit like, is it their decision to do it? I mean, we know how much like sway the ultras do have at Friday, like in the event, eventually they got the, um, the hand scanner banned and, and I think they do have a lot more say than they used to. So I don't know. It's, it's a strange one. Um, but well, yeah, I like, I mean, we're, we're watching this video game now and there's barely anyone in the crowd. I mean, I don't know what the attendance is, but it, I mean, it looks a lot smaller than what well I've seen at Vidi before. Yeah, very much. And I, I don't want to give too much away, but next week um, in the Associated Press, there'll, there'll be an interview with uh, with one of the Friday Ultras um, that, that, that went to the the game last week. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tweet oh, interesting stuff. and you'll be able to have a read of it. Um Lovely. Chris, you mentioned NV going Naboja Vinjevic from uh, from Wipesh. We we spoke a, a few times about you know does does he need to change for their for their performances to get better? Um, and I think obviously being a fan, um, and a lot of people seem to have the feeling that he's getting the best out of the squad possible. Um, he's gone. New guys come in. Two wins on the bounce. What's gone on there then, Chris? Um, 
Well, I, I, I do think that Vinovich had wanted to leave, I think, before the, the, the shutdown. And he had mentioned that um, owners said we would rather you not. Um, I, I, I think he's, he's just a, a quality individual and he decided to stick it through. But I think after losing those first two games, obviously he, he sat down with uh, Duchatelet and said, look, this is not going anywhere. Um, this is, this is not a, this is not a good thing. I mean, we've got, we've got a fairly good side, but they're not responding. Um, and I think the decision was right, obviously, because we, we were talking about this and I said that I thought, um, we patched were going to go down. I thought they were going to go down because Vinovich was going to stick around and the culture on the team had just seemed so defeatist. Um, but since uh, Rogan has come in, and he's someone that uh, was pushed to the front there by Vinovich. I mean, he worked with him as an assistant a couple of years ago. I think he was handpicked by Nabosha. And he's come in and has gotten some really good um, performances, especially out of Christian Simon. I mean, watching him score those goals. We, we couldn't see Wipesh score goals out of anything and they, they've had so many chances this season and all of a sudden they're putting three in that was that was amazing and it seems like a completely different team you know um it's, it's it was actually fun to watch them win um going up and then you know um uh getting hit back and then going up three one that's just the kind of team that looks like a team that knows how to win you know, and um, it just looks completely different, doesn't it? I mean, it's 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 definitely a team that was heading in the wrong direction, and now they're um, they they just I I really feel like this is a game today that they could actually get points out of where I thought there would be no way, um, and I actually feel even a little bit better about the derby next week because you know there's a whole different feel about the team, um, and you can see it in the players as well. Uh, they're they're definitely playing with a lot more spirit. They're playing with a lot more confidence, and and wins will do that for you. You know, six points now. They're um, they're they're looking far better than Debrechen, don't don't you think? <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, to be fair, in the in the last derby game a couple of weeks ago, they were by far the, the better team, and you know didn't deserve to to lose that at all. But Tom, I guess this um, is, is kind of evidence that we're seeing right in front of us that. If you get everything right off the pitch, that it's a kind of natural progression that it's going to follow on. Um, there's some leeway with the badge. They've got the they've got the badge of the sporting section back on the shirt. The ultras are back in the stadium. Is this the is this the owner now saying I've got it wrong? We need to fix it quick and swallow some pride. Or do you think there's something else at play there? Yeah, I think it's that. Um, I, I, I mean, people talk about. Um, I, I think I said on the show last time that Oyepes are a little bit like Newcastle. That they kind of have been stripped of their assets um, and they're operating a, a budget which is just enough to kind of keep them in the league. And I think in the same way that Mike Ashley starts to panic with about four months to go in the season if his team are, are in trouble um, in the Premier League. I think that that's what um, Duchelete has, has done here. Um, the team isn't particularly great. 
Um, but I think going down to the second tier would would be catastrophic. Like nothing short. Um, there'd be. I mean, I would. I'd fear for Dutch and Tet coming into the um, into the country. To be honest, like genuine. Um, I it, it, he'd be hounded. Um, and and yeah, and and I guess he's done the right thing to um to relent a little bit on the um on the bad situation um to get rid of Vinovic I think was a bold move but it's turned out to look like a very smart move um I think it shows also how how much football is a mental game I like because the team is obviously they've not added to the team it's it's exactly the same as it was before but they they look like a new team like so much more energy so much more spirit like like chris said um and and that's what changing a football manager can do to you because the, a football manager is obviously at the end of the day a human being too and he's gonna he's gonna have been down for a long time especially if if the rumors are true that he's been handing his resignation in and they're not accepting it he, he's probably not really going to want to be at that club anyway and for to bring someone new in i mean the new guy um rogan um from serbia um, he knows the club. He used to be there as assistant manager before, but he's got bags of energy on the side, and that and that that will lift the players, like because there are some decent players in that team. I mean, Jurtez not even been playing the past couple of games, but he's a quality player. Like Christian Simon, as um, as as Chris just mentioned, is is a naughty pest boy, and we know how talented he was. And obviously, he's had a couple of big injuries in his time, but it's great to see him firing and. Um, there's other good players in there. Obana, Harris is one of the best centre-backs in the league a few years ago. And the Votny, we all know he's a talented footballer. Um, so, yeah, it's just a change of spirit and 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 some good moves from the owner. Um, long time coming, but good moves all nonetheless. They do. They, they, I mean, they look energised. The team looks completely different. Um, there hasn't kind of been that uproar from the fans with Naboja going I, you know obviously there's there's some sentiment there but it, it it's it's not been the the kind of banging of pans and you know screaming and shouting and obviously the bums being back on seats now big time um is kind of testament to what's going on now so at the moment they certainly look more likely to qualify for Europe than they do for relegation but you know they're still only three points above it but it's just incredible what a couple of weeks in football can do um yeah and i think i think it's um i think it's important to remember like how how good vinovich was to be fair like his i think his force i think he was there four or five seasons and like his lowest position he finished was like fifth Hmm. um and he, he, he brought some quality footballers through i mean maybe that is test like to say like how good his team was, but like the way he developed developed the likes of Sujic, Bardi, um, th- there was so many players that have come th- un- um, come better under his watch, um, and uh, yeah, and he did do a really good job. But like everyone's time comes to an end unless you're Alex Ferguson or Andros Herzeg, um, and. And it it just did for Vinovic. You see, like even like Klopp at Dortmund, 
in the in his last season there, like they were they were really struggling in mid table, and sometimes you just need a bit of a change. And I think that's what the Oyepes did. Um, I, I, but I don't want to. Yeah, I think he did do a really good job, and I think it's um, yeah important to point yeah, that no, out. Absolutely, no doubt. And and let's not forget, he's been working under incredibly strained times for the club off the pitch. Um, to be able to get those guys up for it in the seasons previous is, yeah, undoubted testament to, to, to the man himself. But this is football, guys. You know, one minute you're, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread and the, the next minute you're not. But um, Chris, as we're watching this game at the moment, um, obviously we best have just gone 1-0 down. Um, but they're playing Videoton, who are in second place in the table. They've looked nothing like a second-place team, have they, since we've returned? Um, no, they haven't. Um, um, it, it's, I mean, it, it hasn't been, hasn't been bad. I mean, I can't, I can't say that they're. I mean, again, I, I'm looking at every one of these teams though, and saying, uh, just comparing them to our, the expectation, and um, you know, they're they they haven't lost. I mean, they they drew nil nil with Pax. They beat Kish Farda. Um, they drew against Onbed. Um, they're not they're not taking any um, steps to move towards the uh, title challenge at all. To be honest, especially with the way um, the way Friday is um, uh, n- not not really putting teams away. Um, but uh, you know, they're they're this is the opportunity for them, and and they're not doing it. They're they're a team that's been second best, I think, all season. We've seen them kind of playing up and down. Um, uh, it was nice to see Nikolic score that that goal, uh, that sweet volley from uh, the edge of the box. And but then again, you know, he he can't score a penalty. You know, that's just how they've been, and so um, they're just good enough to stay. Uh, as the runners up, but I, I just, I don't think that they're a team right now that's going to really give Farage Fires a run for their money here going down the last four games of the season. True. And Tom, um, as with Friday as well, um, you know, okay, we can forgive the fact that there has been this break and, you know, but we've had a lot of games. There's a lot of people that are back to full match fitness. The squads are huge that they have. These are the guys that we're going to be putting forward to European competition next season. Videoton especially have that experience um, of the group stages and things like this, but they don't look like they'd get past the first round in this current form. No, um, I feel that I just don't think they're quite the same team on the career. Um, that they were under uh, Nikolic. Um, I mean, maybe that's a little bit unfair because I mean, he did start quite well at Korea, but you wonder how much of that is just him just carrying on what Nikolic has done, and then during this break, they've kind of become more of a Korea team. I don't know. Um, I'm maybe being a bit harsh, but I am. Um, yeah, they don't look great at the moment. I, I I think maybe it's a little bit harsh to judge um, during this time. They're kind of in a position where after that Poch game um, and after the cup semi-final to go out in both um, in, in to, to go out in the cup semi-final and then to draw that first game against Poch, 
their season's over. Um, like they've got nothing else to play for in the league, really, because for us winning their game in hand and uh, and the subsequent first game um, back, they just went too far ahead. And so, like, I guess it might be a question of motivation for these players. Um, uh, but they've been very inconsistent. And in the same way, Friday have been a little bit inconsistent, but have been able to um, to stumble over the line on a couple of occasions uh, against Oypest and um, in the in the game at the weekend against Kushvarder. Um Vidi haven't been able to do that. Well, you think they would be able to with with strikers like Nikolic and and Futach, um, like against Honved in midweek, they really should have wrapped that up. Um, but they just haven't. And yeah, I'm I'm not sure if it's a lack of motivation. It's a lack of um, well, the fact that um, Nikolic has um, magic dust has worn off or, or what it is. But I hope that um, he'll be better during. Um, well, if well, I don't know when Europa League qualifying is going to start, but it's supposed to start. Um, it's supposed to start at the end of June. So I don't think that's going to happen, seeing as that this season's hasn't even got past the quarter-final stage yet. But um, yeah, I don't know what what's going to happen with that. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do react next season. Um, but because there's still like some quality players in there, um, you just you kind of look at the team today, aging a little bit. Sure, like Nego's getting on a bit, Fiola's getting on a bit, Vinicius getting on a bit, Hughash is getting on a lot stop here is getting on like they've got an aging team um which doesn't bode well there's not that many youngsters coming through either you've got like Hongya, i guess um who's playing a lot now which is good to see because we we all know he's a hugely talented boy but apart from that there's really not much um like daniel jory we we almost forget he's even at that club he's barely got a kick since he joined um so yeah i mean i guess there is room to to worry a little bit about what they'll be like next season it might do us a favor with uh, the fact that during these um the, the qualifiers for europe that we we're normally at pre-season stage so um you know we we may have some sort of uh league restart and and, and be at a position to to uh play at kind of match full match fitness level so um yeah you think so like because also would like if the season starts in its normal position like usually in Hungary we start like end of July beginning of August if that's going to happen the players might just carry on training full-time just during the whole whole thing there's probably no point really going Mm -hmm. they could even start the season at the start of July I mean, they've yeah. had like three months off. It wouldn't be that silly, I don't think. Um, Chris, we, we talked about obviously those guys representing us in Europe. Um, Honved actually, you know, will um, from being cup winners. I wouldn't expect anything uh, other than a first round sort of defeat for those guys. But the race for uh, qualifying through the league. Um, no one wants it. Mezikovest obviously have been in woeful form. Pushkas Academy um, 
could have been above them in that third spot by now if they had any kind of form. And Dio Stewart don't want it either. What's going on with these guys? Yeah, it's again. I think I think what a lot of this comes down to is all of these teams are in a situation they didn't think they were going to be in come the end of the season. Um, what I'm seeing is a lot of clubs that are having to juggle um, their squads, and you see teams that are hedging their bets against what I'm guessing are winnable games by playing their first eleven. And then not quite getting the results. I think the I think the the drink breaks, the five substitutions, are helping. But I think when you're playing three games in seven days, um, it really throws out any kind of confidence in your team selection. Because I mean, these guys look tired. They're they're being um, they're being pulled off a lot. I mean, when when you're seeing five substitutions. And then seeing uh, teams like Kishvarda the other day playing a massively second uh, uh, second team side, you, you never quite know what you're going to get, um, you know. And and th- this this whole thing just has a, a feeling of w- what's going to happen next, you know. Diostior, uh was a team that I thought was playing really really well, um, and then today they they come into I I think. Uh, is an extremely winnable game. Um, but, you know, you don't have Hassani. Um, the question mark about Rui Pedro, um, uh, you know, and, and, and you see them losing 3-0 is something that you probably wouldn't have seen if they were playing once a week, um, had proper time to uh, recover and, and all that. So um, uh, I guess you can say that everyone is uh, has the same issue but i think what's happening here is that no one really maybe thought that this was how it was gonna it was gonna happen and now that now that all these games are coming thick and fast there's just a there's a sense that really anything can happen at this point and you mentioned um and it's true now you've got um a number of teams from sixth place you've got on bet at 41 um diaz at 41 Pushkas at 44 and Mezhikovet at, four, at 46. So within five points of each other with four games remaining, yeah, it's a race that almost anybody now can get. And we're beginning to see that too towards the bottom end of the table with only four points separating seven through 11. It, it certainly is interesting. Um, Honved, you say, they're, they're the team that are kind of at the bottom of the bottom of the chasing pack. Um Istvan Pissant's come in. Um, wow, we talk about the new coaches at Wipesh having an instant impact. How about that for that guy, Tom? Um, a cup win, um, decent form in the league, looking like they've um, they found a system to play now that works. What I like what he's done is he's got his spine. We always talk about the spine of a football team. You mentioned earlier the experienced players that are in there. It's the core of that team. One in defence, one in midfield, one up front. This guy knows exactly what he's doing. It's kind of old school football to watch, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and, and a lot of the games they've had, they've been playing almost like 4-4-2 or Gray playing just off Lanza Farmer. Um, and yeah, like you say, he knows what he's doing uh, with this team. Um, and, and there's... 
like on paper, it's a good team as well. Like you go through the whole whole lineup, and it's there's players there which, uh, um, I mean, all of them are very good footballers. Um, probably just been underperforming a little bit all season. Um, I really like what Pichon's done. Um, you've even got your players like Mutari, who's who's not even been starting, um, which kind of shows how what kind of form. Um, the Honved first 11s playing in. Um, I tell you who Pichon reminds me of massively, especially when he celebrates, is uh, Miguel Herrera. I don't know if you remember him from yeah. um, World it's... Cups gone by, the absolutely manic Mexican who celebrates like a, a madman yeah. on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's exactly the same. And like I love I loved that passion because it, it just rubs off on the players and you can tell it is. Um, like I said earlier when Camber celebrating uh, his two goals in the in the cup final he was celebrating almost as passionately as, as Pichon on the sideline and I mean you can't rule him out of um, of the European place I mean five points behind with four games to go is a lot um, especially when you've got Pushkash and the Ozdor ahead of you um, so it's not going to be at all easy and they've got Ferenc in midweek but I wouldn't rule them out beating Friday in midweek. Um, and then, yeah. And then who knows? Who knows what will happen to Mezakovez in midweek? Who knows what will happen to Pushkash in midweek? Um, I mean, you don't fancy, uh, you don't fancy Diozdor to beat Pushkash, really, but you might see a draw in that game. So, I mean, Honved, I mean, it could be two points behind Mezakovez come next Saturday. And then, yeah, you'd probably put them as favourites for that third position. Which is madness because I would have never expected that at the um, when we were talk- doing our pods a few weeks ago. So, yeah, who knows? Um, <clears throat> he's done a he's done a great job, Pichon. And um, when you've got someone like Lanza Farmer in your team as well, who can score from nothing. If if you if you're struggling a little bit, I'm sure he's going to be pumped on Tuesday if he if he plays. So um, yeah, um, exciting stuff. You know, and one thing, too, just to add to that, is Lantafama hasn't really been that big of a um, of a part of that success, has he? Um, Not at all, no. Seeing goals from Ugrai and uh, Gajdag and Kamber, uh, I mean, it's really just the heart and the spine of the team that's been kind of willing it, almost in a reflection of Pichon's uh, passion on the sideline, you know, it, they're not looking to for Lanza to kind of take the game and run with it anymore. They're they're beginning to develop and create opportunities from, you know, the 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 heart of of midfield, and that that's been interesting to watch. Um, and I will say too, it has been very fun watching him on the sideline. I love Sanino. Uh, he was great just because he would get pissed off every time he got sent off, and that that to me was, <laughs> you know, dramatic humor. But but seeing that kind of passion coming back to the sideline for a team and watching them doing better, I'm not a Kishpesh fan, but it, it it is fun having that passion in you know in in the league again. Yeah, it's in, it's like you say about Lanza Farmer. I mean, he's almost been like poor um or not not quite bad but he's not been good um and and it's it's weird because it's kind of been the trend of the the elite strikers in the league over the over the since um we've come back like Burda has I mean he's not been good all season but he's been I would say bad um since coming back which is amazing to say Poch have been have been good 
um, Converse is the the one that's been bailing them out, and Buddha has been throwing up chances, missing um, missing big chances, just sluggish to be honest. Lanza Farm has been the same, looking very sluggish. I don't know if they've both had um, indulgent breaks, and Nikolic as well. Like I thought, I, I thought like Nikolic's goal, um, which was a, a great goal last week, was maybe the the catalyst to to come back but he misses the penalty after that and he's on the bench again today like um yeah you think strikers of that quality would be like running away with the um the goal scoring list this season but it's Rodo and um Bobal who lead it and Convies is his fourth Lanza Farmer's still up there but he's not scored since the since the break what i would say from from looking at Looking in on it now, um, since this fan's returned, is Lanza Farme, when would we have seen him set up a goal like he did the other week when he clearly could have taken a shot on? He skinned his man, took it to goal. There was easier shot on for him, but he decided to slip the ball in and we score. It's almost like he sat him down and said to him, you might have been the biggest thing here for, for, for a few seasons, but actually now you're not. This is about this whole team effort. And it's almost like it's got in his head because I seriously thought he's going to shoot and he didn't. This is so unlike him. It's like, um, it's like the last dance when that coach sat Jordan down and said, you're not going to be the only guy who takes shot in this, shots in this team. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. And I... It, they're definitely building. I'm, I'm a big fan. I, obviously, I'm. A, I, can't, I don't hide that. But definitely looks like they're building blocks for for, for the season. There's a new stadium going up. Um, where isn't there? But it definitely looks like um, a lot of promise. When a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> we were we were dragged into that relegation fight. So um, what though? If if Fishant has gotten Lanza to buy into the team mentality. And not to say that Lanza Fama hasn't been uh, an, a Hanved guy through and through since he's been here, but you, you know we we, we kind of know him <laughs> over the years, and and if if he's getting him to to produce and set up other players, that's a magician right there. I mean that that's that's some kind of uh, psychotherapy or something he's done on him, some kind of mojo because who would have thought that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I may be reading too much into it. He may be, like Tom said, too knackered to take the shot on. But I'd like to think he's something bigger than that. But I guess we'll see. But, but he's going to score against Friday in midweek, I'm telling you. It's written in the song. He'll, he'll kiss the badge in front of their ultras as well. <laughs> now, guys, we, we talk every week about Hungarian football. Um, we don't always get everything right. But the thing that we have got right between all of us, is that Zala Egezeg were too good to go down. And boy, oh boy, have they been coming up with the goods, Chris. My gosh. I mean, I I, I liked them before um, at the beginning of the season. Not because I, – because I, I didn't even know where they came from. I didn't know how big the uh, the club really was. I knew that they had been around. But um, just, to, just to see a team come up from the second division – and attack as much as they did was so exciting to me. And then, you know, as Thomas mentioned over and over again, just the amount of class they have 
uh, up there with with Rado and Steber and Bobal and Bobal and um, you know even even uh, the American Ikaba, who's would you know what I think would would be a, a quality strike on any other team. There's 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 a lot there, and they're finally putting it together. Uh, <laughs> the first game back was that six nil win over Capuchar, and God, they looked like. Barcelona, they they were mm -hmm. uh, peeling off of each other. They were taking shots from outside, hitting the bar. Um, some really nice one, two, threes inside the box. I mean, they they were looking really good. And in fact, they still are looking really good. Um, I feel like uh, they probably should have won that game yesterday, um, and their their defense let them down. But even so, they're like you said none of us thought that they were going to go down even though they were in that position when this whole thing started uh and, and they've come true to form haven't they i mean they they've um really produced the results you see rado uh who is um on fire and he feels it and i feel like throughout the rest of the uh this season they're going to just make themselves more and more comfortable as the games go on tom you talked about the um the guys that are leading the goal scoring charts um We've obviously watched um, Gergai Bobal um, from a very uh, young age when he was, um, you know, doing incredible stuff that we, we've spoke about before. He's got that swagger back and that confidence back now. He looks Hungarian national team call-up material at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I really like, I really like what I've seen since um, since the return. Um, it's not. It's not even just his. His. I mean, his finishing is class. Like really good at all types of finishes. I mean, the the goal he scored against Pushkash, um, that lining ball into the top left corner, is is just the epitome of what he has. But it's all types of finishes. Um, and his his link up play is also really good. Um, he runs the channels. The only thing I just don't think he has on his side is, is is like the intelligence. I mean, at times he just makes the wrong decision. Um, where you just you just almost like scratch your head and you're like, what? I against the Ozjaw um, in in the last ten minutes, uh, he had two massive chances, um, and he just took like bizarre choices. And and you, you hope that that will just develop. Uh, in time, he's 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 still only 24. Um, this is his first first real season in MB1. To be honest, like he's played he's played a few games in MB1 before when um, when he was coming through at Hanved. Um I think he went on Linter Guillermot when he was in the top tier as well. But he's he's barely he's barely played like really in 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 the top tier because. Um, he went to Shockvar after that loan spell at Wolfsburg. He obviously was at ZT last season. So it's his kind of first real time to get used to the level of MB1. And I mean, he's, he's adapted amazingly well. Um, like you say, he looks like he could be national team level. Um, he's not a player that will get bullied at that level for sure. Uh, I think I think just a couple of things to work on. His first touch at times is a bit heavy. Um, which I think can just come down to concentration more than anything. Like it's not just like just keeping your eye on the ball and having that calmness, especially when you're in front of goal. 
uh, and just the just the, the, the decision making, which hopefully will get better the more he plays at this level. Um, but yeah, uh, and I almost want him to go to a bigger club uh, and play under a better manager. Um, but I mean, that, that there's obviously the risk of if he went to a different club, would he would he play every week? And and that's obviously helping him right now. So. Um, yeah, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think I think what you say is right. I think he definitely has all the all the right attributes at the moment to to be a national team player in a few years, or maybe maybe next season. Hey Tom, wouldn't wouldn't you say too that that's how that's how or why Rado has been as good as he has? I mean, he's always been um, kind of a bit part player or a uh, supporting role player, but this season he's really taken the the lead in terms of offensive production at ZTE, um, uh, you know, and, and there's calls obviously for him maybe joining a better, he's better than the club and should be playing at a better place. But, and we have seen him have success as well, but do you, do you think that Rado would be doing just as well at another club, let's say at uh, Pushkas or Debrecen or whatever? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's kind of refining that confidence. Um, and maybe, maybe I'm being a bit harsh on the management at, at ZTE. Like maybe that is the reason why both Bobar and Rodo, who huge talents when they were younger, are flourishing. Maybe they've got that confidence back. Like because uh, ever since Rodo went to Frodi, he's he looked he's looked bereft of confidence. He's not felt integral to the side. And whereas it uh, at ZTE is anything but like yeah he's been class like I, I, he, he's been the Rodo of old like the way he, I think he's the opposite almost of Bobar like he doesn't have the physical attributes really uh, sorry of Bobar he doesn't have the physical attributes of Bobar um, he doesn't have that kind of killer instinct but his link up play and his intelligence um, his agility it's just he's just beautiful to watch. He was like this that when he was younger, and, and he, he looks like he's just got that spark back inside him. It's great to see that it's, it's them two linking up, and then you got Lukas Bola on the other side, um, who has kind of gone under the radar a little bit, but he's he's a quality footballer as well. Um, yeah, they're really exciting. Um, to be honest, like Steebird, I mean, will he get back in the side when he comes back? I don't, I don't think know. so. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they, you know, they've averaged three three goals uh, in their last five games. They scored fifteen goals in their last five games. That's that's amazing for a team coming, yeah. you know, in their first year back. So, I mean, like, and also it it like says how good they've been these last few games because if they um if they hadn't been this good, they'll be still in the relegation zone. Like they've won, what have they won? Like five, uh, five of the last eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should have won at the weekend, but imagine if they'd not won all these games. Like that, that kind of shows how impressive they've been. They're the form team in the league, aren't they? Really. Mm-hmm. Very much. But guys, do you not think there's lessons to be learned for those players that you you spoke about? Because um, Rado at Halladash was absolutely next level. Went to Fradi, didn't happen for him there. Um, Bobal had to go down to uh, mid-table second division clubs in Hungary to play. His brother David, um, 
who I think is an absolutely outstanding defender, was magnificent at Honved, uh, ended up going to Prague to play football, didn't work out at all, came back to Hungary, he's now got his move to Zalaegerszeg, he's now doing brilliantly again. Do you not think there's lessons for these guys to hopefully learn that when you're doing things good at a club, it hasn't worked for you before, get your head down and your career's going to go up and up and up with the team that you're with. Yeah, I think um, I think in the way that I was kind of saying about Sobos the other week, you want them to become like the best player of that club by a mile and then then you kind of make the leap. Like once you've kind of really secured, you've played like a few seasons and you, and you definitely know that you can take it rather than move too early. I think Tomasz Kiss um, did the same thing. Another Holly boy, uh, Ugrai did the same thing. Um, Tomasz Kish went to Pushkash and now he's at the Ozjaw. Just he's kind of almost like wasted like some of his best years. And he, I mean, he's only wasted probably like two, but he's just like an average player at the Ozjaw. Now Ugrai um, went to Frodi and, and was was the same. Um, yeah, it's it's just do you stick or twist? Like, I was getting ahead of myself just a second ago talking about Bobar doing the same thing. Um, the Graf also, um, yeah. you know, making that move. You yeah. know, you, you can second guess it all you want, but the lure of money, I guess, a lot of times is the thing that does it, right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, no, it, it, it looks, from looking in at the outside, it... Say so Zala Egezeg are so exciting. For me, personally, Friday have been a different team since we restarted. Um, uh, you know, we talked about Honved being different, but these guys have been different and exciting. They're the team that, if I had to pick any team to watch out of that first division at the moment, they're my go-to guys, because they're just next level. If they can build on this, keep that squad together, add one or two... They should be at that top end of the table. Yeah, I I I really do agree. Like, I think I think it's not just the strikers you've got in there. You've got a, you've got Christian Tomas who who I think's a quality quality defender. Katanech is really really good. Mm-hmm. Mitrovic in midfield, um, like I don't know how he's how always there. Bartzi like. He's always always been a quality player in NBA. And then you've got like Demian in goal, who I think will be pushing to be Hungary's number one in the future. Um, I think he, I mean, you could even argue that he's the best goalkeeper in NBA one right now. Um, like, their team is... I don't know how they've been able to attract all these players to the club, but they have. And like you say, bring in a couple more bodies next season... Um, I, some of the better players in in the league, uh, and yeah, they've got they've got a chance of being top three. And apologies to everyone, we will be renaming this podcast the Zala Egezek podcast for uh, for future weeks to come. If anyone can spell <laughs> it, they're, they're, they're great. I we sing their praises all too often, but they really are a breath of fresh air. Um. Kishvada, Tom, your favourites, they're dropping like a, a lead balloon at the moment. Um, Park will not die. They're not going down without a fight here. Um, who's going to stay up? 
I mean, it could it could be Kishwada to go down. Like, have they got the players? I mean, if you look at kind of the squads, do you want the Kishwada squad to keep you up? If you if you just had all these teams on paper, um, I think I think it's the weakest out of the lot. Um, they've got all the bad momentum. Um, I mean, De Bretson did, but I think that result of the weekend will do him a world of good. And I think Kondash is, is the man to get them out of this position. And they've got players in there who um, who could probably bail them out just about. Like, you see the quality um, Ferenczi um, delivered yesterday for the Adenyi header. And Adenyi scored a lot of goals this season. Um, I think he's like fourth top goal scorer or something. He's up there. Um, they've obviously got players like Daniel Terje, who's is class, birdie, little bit of experience in there. So, um, I mean, I don't particularly think Debrecen are great, but I think they've got a chance uh, of getting out. I, I can, I see Poch doing enough. Um, you'd hope that birdie will come through during the last towards the end of the season, because I mean, this is. It's important to not forget like how good Birdo even was last season at Friday. He still scored loads of goals and he's a national team almost legend. Um and was at the Euros two years ago, um, because he was banging crucial goals in for Hungary international level. Um so you think that he'll come through. Um all your pests have turned seem to have turned a little bit of a corner. Um, ZTE is still down there, I guess, but I don't think they will be for much longer. So I feel, yeah, I feel Kishvada could be in, in with a shot. I mean, they're four, they're three points above at the moment, but Debrecen win next week or in midweek, and Kishvada in a lot of trouble. It's funny, Chris, because as much as we've been singing all these clubs' praises um, at, at how they've been performing, points-wise, and looking at the table. We could have this conversation next week and it can be a completely different mess that we're looking at. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just, I'm, uh, as you guys were talking, I was looking through the final final four games of each of the teams that are fighting against relegation and it's not looking good. Um, in fact, well, and, you know, looking at Kishvarda, for instance, um, they uh, play Zaller Agasag next week at home, um, and then Kaposvar, and then Pushkash, and then they end with Yazjor. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what that means, but um, just to get back to what what we were saying about these teams and who who may who may be stay up and who who may go down, I, I still like Kishvar. I'm I'm going to say that only because of what I saw uh, against Ferencvaros this week, where they could have easily folded. Um, with a lot of injuries, um, you had Goschani that was out, Bumba that was out injured. Um, they had a couple of guys suspended. Um, I get well. I guess um, Kovac Shreti was was suspended, and and so they they decided to 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 put out a second side, and they they played really well. And so yeah, on paper, and I agree with you, Tom. On paper, if you look at all the clubs that are there. They're definitely the ones that would go down if you were just playing this, playing out the the math. 
to this whole thing. But the thing that I see, and this is what we've seen throughout the season, is the um, uh, the 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 teams that have the passion, the teams that have the want to. Um, it doesn't matter how good of a team we saw. Um, Vinjevic's weed patch turned to Rogan's weed patch, and it's a completely different team. We saw Hanved with Sanino, and now we saw Hanved with Pichon, and it's a completely different team. Uh, Kishvarda has been that team, I think, all season that has just kept their nose above uh, where they rightfully should be, and I think they've earned that spot. Um, I, I do think that, and I'm, I'll call it out now, I think that weed patch will uh, will survive just because of the change. I'm not quite sure uh, yet. I'm not convinced of Kondesh's, um, uh impact on the club yet. We'll see how the next couple weeks go, but they'll, they'll be my team, I think, to go down. And I hate to say that, Charlie, but um, I really felt like they had it. And if they could have won this week, it might have turned things around. Um, it wasn't a bad result, but they definitely needed a win. And I feel like they're um, it, it's going to be they're going to need something special to get out. I think with Deborah saying that they've brought him in too late um, and, and there's such a run of games at the moment that you, you don't get a chance to to work on things um, off the field. And it's almost as if like they've brought him in to soften the blow of relegation because he's such a legend at that club that he's not really going to get the abuse it will be the previous manager that's looked at. It's almost like kind of, you know, wrapping it in cotton wool. I, I do think they'll go down with a bump. Um, it, it'll be a massive fall from grace. But I, I, I said when we when we first spoke, when football came back, that they looked like they had a lot of fight and, and in them when, when they played um, Friday and lost that game. But having fight is not giving them any... Any hope? They don't look like they're going to win. The draws that they're they're kind of grounding out. It's it's the same defensive errors that they're making um, every week. And Tom, this this would be like to put it in perspective. Um, Man United being the dominant team in in the Premier League and being relegated ten years down the line. Um, that, I mean that that that's probably not too. Far from the truth. As in, United keep getting worse every season. You never know. <laughs> I hope not. Jesus. Um, sorry, Bon has just scored <laughs> a scream. <laughs> yes, uh, Bon has just scored a scream for all your best uh, to make it 1-1. We talk right. about fight and stuff. Um, all your best have got plenty of that. Um, yeah, it will be a, a massive, massive thing if the Bretson go down. Uh, I think I think we spoke uh, maybe three or four episodes ago about how Debrecen should have um, become the dominant team uh, even more than they were. They won title after title. Uh, how many did they win? They won seven titles over the period from 2004 to 2014, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, and for them to have thrown this away after being in the Champions League group and all the money you get for that like like the money is massive for Hungarian clubs to get into the Champions League it's like it's like winning the lottery and to somehow have thrown that all away in 12 years to be on the verge of relegation like with no like financial difficulties 
it's not like they've done a fraudy where they've like spent beyond their means or uh, they've had like corruption issues or anything like that. They've just been badly run for twelve years. Uh, maybe, maybe badly run for say like five or so. Ever since almost the stadium's been put up, they've just been getting worse and getting worse. And and this could be the this could be the um, kick up their arse they need um, for that for the hierarchy of that club. Um, they, they, they've let their team depreciate year after year. Uh, it's not horrendous on paper, but they've let it get to a point where your likes of your body and your Ferenczi, they've just been, they're the best, they're still the best players at the club and they've been there for 10 years. They've, they've not built on top of them. They've added Terger and that's about it. It's like almost they've just brought in like some aging guy on loads of money uh, as like a franchise player just to get the to make the fans happy and that's about it but Tercio is not going to run run games anymore at his age he, he was never fast he was never um, a player that can kind of up the tempo and, and get you going he's a very methodical footballer a great footballer I love watching him play um, but he's, he's not he's not a player to build your team around at, at that stage of his career um, and yeah it, it's, it's sad to see to be fair but I think it'll be very much deserved if they do go down. I think it's going to be very interesting to see to see if Kondash can turn them around. Obviously, a former title, uh, league title winner himself, with Debrecen, like you say, a legend at the club. So if anyone can do it, I think he can do it. Or Hertzeg, but I don't think they're going to bring Hertzeg back out to save them again. I think they've probably tried that too many times. <laughs> And Chris, we um, we say goodbye to Kaposvar, um, already relegated. From their 29 games this season, they've won four games. They've beat Diostria twice and they've beaten Debrecen twice. How bad have this team been? Or do you see any glimmer of light in, in, in the team that has been so bad all season? Well, I, I mean, we saw a glimmer today. Um, uh, I think they're taking advantage of some tired squads, and um, it was good to see them win and win handily. Um, they actually look, I, I think, Tom, you even mentioned on Twitter today that they, they looked like a pretty handy side. Um, but, you know, obviously we're, we're not going to know because they're going down to NB2 and um, on current form, um may not see them back up anytime soon. Uh, I don't know if this is a club that can really sustain that kind of success that they had to get up here. So um, I don't, I, I mean, I, I'd love to say I, I know a lot more about this club. I don't, but from what I've seen and the players that came up here, it was always going to be a hard uh, campaign for them. And it's just proving so. Um, I think a lot of people might have thought they, they could have done a Kishvarda where they started off really poor and then maybe turn things around in the spring. But, yeah, just n- not uh, – when you lose uh, – what is that? Like uh, I think they had lost, what, 10 in a row at one point, scoring, I think, three goals in that whole span. Um, you know, nil three, nil four, nil five, nil six at one point. They just climbed right up the ladder. That's, that's not good, and, and you're not going to get anywhere with that. I find it interesting they brought in Palic and Trebotic in um, 
in January because uh, I mean Palic I think looks looks really good, really handy footballer and Trebotic we saw um at Vidi a few years ago and he's always been a, a really good footballer. I find it interesting they brought them two players in when um I mean I guess did they think they would be down at that point? They were they were quite far off at the, the turn of the year. Um like why would you really bring those players in? Like unless it's for next season. Unless Unless you you really do want to give it a go to to get help again next season, like I said like I said on Twitter earlier as well, I, I feel like they've been okay the past couple of games. I I kind of expected them to get a draw today. I didn't expect them to win three 0 but um, they were good against Pushkash in in midweek and obviously got a um, they ended up losing that game, but they lost right at the end and they obviously drew to their Reds in the week before. They they kind of given it a good go and they might. I mean, they've, they're going to be involved in some important games over the next couple of weeks. Um, so they kept, could end up sending another team down or stopping a team getting to Europa League. So they're, they're one to watch out for, even though they're obviously down. So moving on, guys, to um, this week, we have... These games are just so thick and thin. It doesn't seem like we're getting a day off at all at the moment. But, you know, it's all good for us. Um, Tuesday sees Kishvada play... Zalaegerzeg and Honved versus Ferencvaros. Tom, who's going to win out of those two fixtures? Because um... I have a in front of me. No pressure, guys. <laughs> this is pretty good on the Prediction League stuff. And, you know, Tom, you're quite good at thinking with your head and not your heart. So, um, <laughs> you know, pen ready. I want, to, I want to go in my heart with CTE, but Kishvada have had the weekend off. Kishvada, um, Zaleegasheg haven't. Um, and that 3-3, will that kind of be a... Um, will that comeback kind of dent them? I think I'm going to go for two draws. <laughs> two draws. Honved draw and... Um... Any splinters, Tom? <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's hurting on this fence. <laughs> Chris, don't let me down. Come on. Um, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I I, I also think Honved and Ferencvaros are gonna end in a draw, um, and I think that's gonna be really good for Honved. Uh, in the other game, though, I feel like Kishvarda, um, especially if they can get Bumba and Gostjani back, um, um, and uh, you know they 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 rested pretty much their entire squad. Uh, against Friday, so uh, and like Tom said, uh, even even though even those players had the whole weekend off, so I think playing at home, I, I think what they've been doing is they've kept that fixture as a winnable fixture. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna do every two fixtures, which one's winnable? Which one do we put all of our players into? I think that might be it. I think they might just squeeze that one out, say two to one. And I was having a go at Nikolic earlier on, I and he's just scored. He couldn't miss that one, really. To be clear. no, but that is typical Nikolic. Like if as soon as like I, I, I'm watching it on quite a small screen, so I didn't know who it was. I was like, that must be Nikolic popping up at the back post. Oh, it is. Oh. <laughs> Such a goal scorer, isn't he? He's got a weird goal scoring impression as well, isn't he? Like, <laughs> no, yeah, kisses yeah. Out every part of his body almost. Exactly, very bizarre. That was a, that was a roar though, wasn't it? When he had... <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. 
Um, Wednesday's fixtures sees uh, Parks versus Capochois down at the bottom. Um, Video Tom versus Debrutsen. And probably the tie of the, the week, um, Diostro versus Pushkas Academy um, before the late game sees Wipesh versus Mezakovic. Um Let's get your predictions for, for those games, Tom, please, first. Yeah, like you say, it's relentless, isn't it? We've got two games. I mean, they're all split. Uh, apart from one game on the Wednesday, they're all split at different times, so you can watch them all, which is yeah, is the way it used to be, actually, in Hungary, until they put all the games on at the same time on a, Absolutely. On a Saturday. Um, yeah, back in the day. All flooded back to the stadium and on mass, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go for Poch win, um, draw the Ozjaw push cash, uh, Vidi win, we pest win. Good stuff, Chris. Who are you going for? Uh, agree. I think Pox will will win at home. Um, too much for Kaposvar. I think. Uh, Diaz-Jor beats Pushkash. I, I think if if those players can sit in a dressing room and and endure the stare of Fecho with uh, mm-hmm. without turning to a puddle of tears, I mean they're 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 gonna get their their butts handed to them. So I think they go back home and win in front of their fans. They they better, um, you know, the, the, they're at a point now where uh, they have an opportunity to get back in. To Europe and this is an opportunity for them so that's that's going to be a win there um, I think Vidi beats Deverson and I think Wepesh and Mezikovej um, I'm going to go for a, a Wepesh win there What I'm going to do at the end of the podcast is uh, just say a load of random numbers and the teams and uh, we can edit it after the uh, after the games and make me look like uh, I have a, a a magic ball in here to uh, to predict the results. <laughs> Maybe a, like a, a betting company offering me a huge contract or something like that. Um, <laughs> guys, before we wrap this up, um, going only from when Hungarian football restarted, who's the player of the season or the player of the end bit of the season? So, is this is this for is this for anybody? Yeah, yeah, Chris, you go for it. So we're gonna we're only gonna go for players, obviously, like since lockdown finished, league restarted. Um, let's forget everything that went on before then. Who, yeah. Who's gonna get your vote? Hmm. I would say. Um, I I would have to I would have to go with two. So I'm gonna break the rules already. Um, and I'm, there's plenty out there that I'm forgetting, but the ones that immediately pop up to me are Christian Simon for um, for Wheat Patch, only because I feel like he's he's been consistent in turning their team around. Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to score those goals, and he's been doing that. And then I would say also um, Gergo Boval for ZTE. Um, someone needed to really um, get into high gear. We've seen Rado doing it all season, but this this second half, I think he has and and is really pulling him up in, into safety. So those would be my two. I'm sure Tom's got um, far better insight on someone who's just going to be amazing. But those are my two that come to mind. No, I think I think the same. Uh, I mean, 
I think yeah, I think Bobel for me. Um, I think when you score a hat trick as well, you're gonna be um, put in that mix immediately. But um, even though, like I said earlier, like there's a couple of things which he's not completely squeaky clean on. I'm just being overly critical. He's been very good um, and um, always a threat, which is always what you want from a striker. Um, always involved which is which is obviously good as well um yeah and hopefully that just continues for a bit i've really liked um huri as well um at the post um earlier in this game um against the Weepest. i i i think i think he's um a, a real talent and i think someone that we'll hopefully see a lot more of um next season because i think i think he's a quality player and i think I mean, he's from this game today. I think he's bossing it again. He's he's got a, like really low centre of gravity. He's, he's really clean with his passing. I think, he, I think he's a huge talent. And let's have an honourable mention to uh, Norbert Convej as well. Yes, Top yes. In, uh, singing his praises lately as well. Yeah, he's yeah he's been class. Um, like, like properly, properly showing up, Buddha. Like, you expect Buddha to be the man who's stepping up at this stage of the season to drag his team out of the relegation fight, and it's Convez who's doing it all. He's been quality. Great stuff, guys, as always. And um, thank you very, very much for, for all that insight this evening. Um, it's been much appreciated. Um, some great comments from people that have been listening, um, saying that the podcast has been a really welcome uh, thing for them to listen to throughout lockdown. Um, we're really glad that you're clicking on the play button. Loads of other great interviews and episodes for you to listen back to. Um, make sure you do that. And um, we'll be back here really soon to do this all again, um, probably talking about Zalaegajeg. Um, Tom, mm. thank you very much. Thank you, Gabby. And thank you, Chris. Chris, pleasure. Pleasure is all mine, gentlemen. Stay safe, guys. Um, let's hope this crazy world gets back on its feet soon. Um, in the meantime, the crazy world of Hungarian football continues. Gesundheitswache. Stay safe and uh, keep listening to the podcast. <laughs>